Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on Locals at dannycats.locals.com where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free speech friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind the scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high vibe superstars at dannycats.locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I am over the moon about today's guest. I am so blessed, so honored, so tickled to have Guru Singh on my podcast. Guru Singh is one of my very favorite living teachers. I consider it one of the greatest blessings to be his contemporary, to be alive on the planet at the same time as this creative, rebellious, funny, wise, heart-centered, amazing spiritual master and kundalini yoga teacher. As always, the first half of this conversation is free for all listeners. You can find the second half on my Patreon, patreon.com slash dannycats, or it's available on Locals for my paid supporters at dannycats.locals.com, where for just $2 a month, you get access to all of my second half conversations and oodles of extra bonuses, including monthly Q&A drop-ins with me, and with the rest of our tribe. So buckle up and enjoy this thoroughly magical and dazzling next level conversation with Guru Singh. Nice to see you. Nice background you, nice to see you too. Thank nice you. Nice background you have. Thank you so much. <laughs> How do you like my lotus of guitars, huh? I love it. It's quite the collection. Yeah, it's a, it's a partial collection. Here I am in Seattle at our home in Seattle, and the other part of my collection is at our home in Los Angeles, right? Not, I, as soon as I saw them, I thought, 
that's quite the collection. And I know that that's not even the half of it. (laughs) So are you living in Santa Fe now? I am in Santa Fe. I've been here since November, 2019, this go round. So November, 2019 was before the pandemic hit. So you got out of, you got out of town just in time. I did. I was actually in Seattle where you are now. And I got this really strong intuitive hit that said, get out of LA immediately. Just pack your car, take your favorite things. Don't think about it. Leave. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. And you were where in Santa Monica area? No, I was in Hollywood Hills, Beachwood Canyon. Okay. Yeah. In LA, I'm a mountain girl. I mean, I think I'm always a mountain girl, but you know, LA you're it's the oceans or the, the hills. Yeah, it is. The oceans or the hills. We're in the farmland in LA. We're right there at, uh, at uh, the area around Beverly Center. Not Beverly, oh, yeah. Uh, the, we're between Beverly Center and the Grove um, on a street called Lindenhurst, which is between Sweetser and La Jolla. Uh-huh. A very nice area, actually, um, but it is in the flat. And uh, yeah, we like it there. We've been there a long time, been there a long time. And um, so tell me about your, um, tell me about how your book is doing and how your podcast is. Well, uh, (laughs) the book is great. It's been, as you know, it's a process. So I've been writing this current book since 2019. Is that the one you're asking about? Are you asking about my propaganda book? Are you asking about the word book that you blurbed for me? The word book. The word book is doing great. um, Considering that I published it myself, and that, you know, my marketing efforts are minimal. People love it. I, um, it was a textbook for, I started teaching homeschool. So I taught a homeschool high school course that finished a couple of weeks ago. And that was our textbook and the kids loved it. So it's going great. You know, you're the kind of teacher that every middle school and high schooler should have because you're irreverent. in the best way (laughs) and not only irreverent but also innovative and that's the nature of the adolescent psycho-emotional component the 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 adolescent in order for there to be growth there has to be irreverence Mm. there has to be reverence and irreverence there has to be there has to be an honoring of the past, but not a confinement mm. to the past. And then there has to be the, the authority mm. to be innovative, which is you've never lost that. I mean, it is so apparent in your art. Every, <laughs> time, I, every time I see your art, I fall in love because <laughs> it just reminds me of our grandchildren that that every one of your characters is like their attitudes, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's, like this, it's like this expression of this joy, uh, you know, with some deviousness, <laughs> but, but not so much that it's going to become destructive, <laughs> but, it might, but it might destroy like Mercury in retrograde that which is no longer necessary. Thank you. I love that. (laughs) 
So when my wife, um, you know, I hardly relate to social media. I mean, I have a team that works it. But um, when my wife said um, that you had this uh, podcast because she, you know, you're on our list and, and she follows it and I'm in, you know, you're one of my, you're one of my loves in life, right? And my wife and I both admire you. Um, it's, it's this, it <laughs> she said, Danny Katz has got this podcast. I said, well, we got to get, we got to get connected. Oh, thank you. You know, your, your email arrived on a day where I was just in this, like, I'm overwhelmed. It's so much work. Why am I doing this? Is anyone even listening? What's the point? And then I got your email and it was like, you know, a message from the angels. It was like, keep going. You're on the right track. Yeah, you are on the right track. And I want to say that that sensation that you experience is not an, uh, not an isolated nor an exclusive sensation. Uh, every, every one of us has that sensation uh, on occasion. The only difference between one person's version of it and another person's version of it is perhaps how many times it's happened right how many times they've been they've collapsed under that kind of sensation not in a you know not in a total way but and how they've worked to get themselves back up and so after a while you learn not only to see what has happened but you start to see it before it happens mm -hmm. and so you can prepare for that kind of collapse because Anyone who is creating the future is walking on air <laughs> because there are no roads. No one has done the future before because if they had done it before, then you'd just be walking in the past. And so for people like you, for people like myself, for people like my wife, for people like those who we hold in our, in our circle, we're walking on air, mm -hmm. you know, and we are from the future because our incarnations on planetary systems much older than this one have already been through you know, the iPhone era, right? You know, where we come from, you, I, my wife, etc. where we come from, the iPhone is an archaeological relic. <laughs> you know, they, they, they find it on, on digs, right? Right. <laughs> from the ancient past. And they go, oh my God, look at this. When people had to externalize their internal powers, look at what they had to use. Look at this clunky thing, right? <laughs> and and the people in those locations where we came from in a past incarnation, in this incarnation we came from that, you know, we go, well, the iPhone is inside me. You know, I've replaced telephony with telepathy. Right. And all of the other things that appear to be outside of me that, you know, all of this machine learning and all of this clunky, clunky, arcane technology, mm -hmm. which to most people on the planet looks like this 
dream come true. For us, it's the nightmare of what destroyed many planetary systems. And so not only are you feeling that, that surge of innovation and you've created it with language, right? Lang, the length, the depth, and gwedge, the gauge. Mm -hmm. Not only have you created it with language, but you're creating it with education, you're creating it with just your attitude, you're creating mm -hmm. it with your art. Thanks. And Picasso, another artistic innovator, was constantly in doubt. You know, Van Gogh killed himself because he was in such doubt. Mm -hmm. and, and when his brother tried to save his life, he pleaded with his brother, he said, at least let me succeed at this. <laughs> and now, his little tiniest paintings sell for tens of millions. Yeah. And these people who were futurists, who were seers, source seers, which is where the sor word sorcerer comes from. Mm -hmm. They were source seers and they were living in a world that was so archaic mm. that they felt lonely. They yeah. felt like they, sometimes they felt like they were wrong. Haven't you sometimes felt like you were wrong? Of course. Of course, I have too. And you know, and then what happens is that when you have that sensation that you feel like you're wrong, and then the people around you that don't like, and I'm not talking about your friends and close relations, I'm talking about your competitors. Mm -hmm. And the moment they sense that, that weakness, it's almost like they can smell it like a, like a predator smells blood. Right. They pile on you mm -hmm. and, and then that tries to confirm that you're wrong. And that's when you really have to stand up inside first in order to stand up outside. And I know what you, I know what you go through and you know what I go through. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, thank God for those of us that are not inclined toward being um, inappropriate <laughs> in certain ways because what, what some of the future seers end up becoming is, real, is scoundrels. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not going to mention the name because it's all over the place, but, you know, right around us, right? The, the, the scoundrel scandal. Right. And it's because when you get that far out and that far ahead of uh, all others, you need some kind of, of comfort. You know, you need some kind of comfort. Mm -hmm. And some people go after it with, you know, with food. Some people go after it with other substances. Some people go after it with becoming... Uh, you know, a predator. Yeah. And, and, and so for us that are maintaining, you know, by the grace of the cosmos, I'm not saying that we are better than anyone, but by the grace to the cosmos, we're maintaining integrity. We go through that <laughs> depression. We go through that, that torment 
And we just have to gut it through, right? We just have to gut it through. We don't have anything to reach out for and to feed ourselves with. No, it's just letting it burn from the inside. And it's such a, a quieter path because it's not like, you know, for me, the the accolades or the acknowledgement are coming in giant platforms. They haven't yet, you know, or, or big giant piles of money. It was an email from you. You know, there are these tiny signs from the universe that are so meaningful to me that are the way spirit talks to me and says, you are aligned, keep going. And, and then just trusting in our integrity and internal knowingness and letting the world figure it out or not, but trusting that I'm doing what I came here to do. And that's having an effect on some dimension on some timeline, even if I'm not seeing it in this one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And the downside becomes what I consider to be a rest period, almost like a hibernation. Mm -hmm. And in hibernation, the, the, those creatures that hibernate, they feed on themselves, mm -hmm. right? They, they lose their, they lose their strength. <clears throat> they lose their strength. And so they have to have been strong enough to be able to hibernate. So sometimes I look at the, the moment of, you know, that, that pressure that tries to depress us, mm -hmm. right? Because depression is that there's greater pressure coming in from the outside than there is exuding from the inside, like in hibernation. And so I look at those moments and I say, okay, I'm in a rest period. And in that rest period, I'm going to sort of resuscitate and rejuvenate that which isn't necessarily known to me mm -hmm. because it appears that everything that is known to me is is diminishing mm -hmm. the bear you know all of their weight is starting to be lost mm -hmm. you know they have to they have to really build up to be able to go and hibernate because in that in that hibernation you're losing you're losing something to gain something Absolutely. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Gene Keys, the, the spiritual transmission, the book written by Richard Rudd. Do you know I it? I am not. I am not. So the Gene Keys is, it's super dense, but it delineates each of the 64 DNA codons as a pathway to enlightenment. And each one has its own shadow, gift, and Siddic frequency. And the very first Gene Key goes from entropy to freshness to beauty. And the gist is about these cycles of entropy rest and that that's where novelty comes from. In, in that system, beauty means novelty. And it's like, if we're going, going, going all the time, then we're kind of going to be doing a version of the same. When we rest, novelty comes through that stillness. Well, well spoken. Well spoken. Yeah. Send me a link to that. I'm, I'm interested in that. I will. How, how, how beautiful. 
that utilization of novelty, the the no, the no, the novel, right? The novel, the the circumstance. I mean, we are in a period of novel, right? We are in a period of fiction. Um, fiction being that it's not necessarily a story of the past. It's a it's a depiction of something that may not have taken place. Right. But because the physics of infinity is that everything is everywhere always, even though it doesn't appear to have taken place, it has somewhere. And it is still taking place because nothing is ever ending. It's in that cycle. But the use of that word, that word novelty, it's interesting because traditionalists are always very temperamental mm-hmm. and novelty they equate with frivolity right with something that is not a- meaningful right and i can remember the traditionalists around that which i mastered and teach in kundalini mm-hmm. And it was that you can't innovate. And I thought to myself, well, Kundalini is a science of discovery. Mm -hmm. And if a science of discovery, like chemistry and physics and all of the others, has nothing new, then it's dead. Mm. If it's not growing, it's dying. Yeah. And think of that in your world. I know it's not your total world, because I know you're a much more complex being than that, but just your world and my world of language. Mm -hmm. Every word was made up at some point in time. Right. And I love your, I love your, um, your attitude towards that. And to innovate words is to innovate mantras, Mm -hmm. man, the mind and tra projection, right? To innovate the, the projection of the, of the mental body. And to discover new and to create new mm-hmm. and to make believe before you believe what you made. Yes. <laughs> I love that cycle. Is it you you make believe and then ultimately you believe what you made and then it becomes a thing. Right. <laughs> it right. becomes it becomes a reality. You and I would be the worst people to play against in Scrabble. <laughs> because people would say, well, that's not a word. And we would say, it is now. Exactly. <laughs> Hence the word Scrabble. <laughs> Very close to scribble. Right. Or Scrabble. <laughs> or yeah. Scramble. Scramble. Yeah. I'm, oh, so God bless you. That's so beautiful. The gene keys, huh? Yes. I'll send you the link. I think I think you'll love it. Mm, Very expansive. It's a living wisdom. So the deeper I've been studying the gene keys since 2010. And it's one of those systems where reality will reorganize based on what I'm reading to show me my lessons to expand my understanding. It's it's a really fun way of playing with the multiverse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Speaking of which, the multiverse, I developed this this attitude, which then, as you know, I'm an artist too. My, you know, my graphics that I teach with, 
and which I love. <laughs> thank you. And I realized that the science of astronomy is basically still living in the flat earth version mm -hmm. of the universe because I don't know if you know how familiar you are with a golf ball, but a golf ball has tiny little divots in it. Yep. Right? Okay. And if you think of a golf ball as a sample, an example of a megaverse, what I call a megaverse, and a megaverse is this very somewhat spherical gelatinous circumstance that has all of these divots in it. And these divots are caused by the fact that the megaverse was assembled by a central sun mm -hmm. throwing off debris that then becomes this, this gelatinous skin. Mm -hmm. But it's also throwing off what I call universal suns, which are like as big as a universe. Right. And, and they float towards the, the surface of this gelatinous skin of the megaverse. And when they get somewhat close, like, you know, several billion light years <laughs> close to that skin, they suck it in gravitationally into this funnel. Mm -hmm. So the current astronomers are knowing that the universe is funnel shaped. Right. What they're not knowing is what's beyond the lip of the funnel. Exactly. Which is just more of the same skin until it dips into another universe. Right. And another universe and another universe and another universe. And so around the megaverse are a ginormous number of universes. And then around the cosmos are a ginormous number of megaverses. Mm. That's the multiverse. And then I say, well, that's inside of something else, which is inside of something else, which is inside of something else, because it's really just an omniverse, right? It's just, right. It's just forever. Right. And forever cannot have any distinction because distinction is measurable. Right. So that physics of infinity is that if that's the way the circumstance is within which we exist in this very seemingly measurable existence, then we must have the right, we must have the authority to do what we want to do, to be who we want to be. Of course, of course. And that, and that reminds me of what you would be like as a high school teacher. Oh. You know, you say you just finished this course. You're infusing in those students what they know to be true. Mm. I and appreciate that's, that. And that's the best form of learning when you suddenly realize, holy smokes, I am, I am right. My thinking is correct, even though it doesn't agree with anything that I've met. Right, right. And that is my number one because I've taught different courses at this point. And there, you know, of course, there are different skills and precepts and modules. And the fundamental through line in all of them is you are your own authority. 
you get to be an empowered being, you get to be exactly what you want to be. And my aim is to teach them how to think, never what to think. It's, you know, if they disagree with me, I'm like, yes, wonderful. Talk me through it. Great. You know, and just giving them the permission to own their own power and their own authority. Mm. And it was interesting because as you were describing the megaverse based on the golf ball and you're taking it out and out and out and my my 3D monkey mind is, is tracking you and following you. And then you mentioned the word infinite and I watched it all collapse because what is there in infinite? Finite, right? That limitation. And I wonder like just these simple shifts in language, what would they do? How would they change the way that we perceive? Exactly. And our awareness and ability to co-create with all that truly is possible. Well, that is the key, isn't it? And that's what you're unlocking. And that's what mm -hmm. I'm unlocking. Absolutely. Because, because that is what limits us. Language. Gauge. Yep. Of depth and length. Infinity cannot be divided. And that's why they call it a holographic universe because every part of the hologram is equal to the whole. That's right. what a hologram means. Right. And so if you divide the universe, then you have two infinities, which merge together as infinity because it is, there is no definition, there is no defining, there is no measurement. Right. There's no direction, there's no location. Right. And those that, I mean, you think of it in politics, conserve, right? Conserve, right? Keep it, keep it controlled, keep it the same, keep it this way. Liberal, to liberate, right? Although they've gotten a long way away from that because they're all parading around this capital structure. Right. Which is trying to say, we can measure your value with the value of the capital that you have achieved or the amount of capital that you are going to receive. Right. Uh-uh. The fact is that those that are trying to conserve, there needs to be a particular amount of conservation, but there needs to be a balance of conservation and liberation. Right. And conservation would be the masculine and liberation would be the feminine because the feminine is the magic mm -hmm. and the masculine is the logic. And the logic is what rules the world, laws, rules, mm -hmm. right? And they're not allowing the magic to exist. I mean, even in what's happening in this country right now, with this whole thing of we own your right to be who you are. We, women have no right to, to do what they need to do for themselves. My goodness, it's so, 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 so primitive. It's beyond primitive. And it's very frustrating to observe because I look at it like I'm playing with a toddler who's pretending to be the almighty king and telling me what I can and can't do with myself. And you don't yell at a toddler. You don't rail against a toddler. Mm -hmm. You just say that's adorable and you do what you're going to do anyway. And I'm really excited for us to take our power back 
and stop giving it away to this fiction that these people have no right to impose upon us. Okay. I'm going to take what you said earlier and subtract what you said later. You said earlier, I love it. And we all, we all make this move. You said earlier, I'm just going to tell the toddler how adorable it is and then go do what I want to do. And what you said later was, the toddler has no right, but actually the toddler has every right. The toddler has every right to play however the toddler wants. When we come to imposing our will upon others, no one on this planet has that right. No one on this planet has the right to obey mm. those who are trying to impose the rule upon us. Mm. It rests with us. Absolutely. And you know that. <laughs> more than anyone that I know knows that. You know? And and so it's perfect because what we just dis what we just experienced was the catch, the hook. Right. You know, I'm a Pisces. Mm -hmm. And I was told by a very wise astrologer, watch out because you can get hooked like a fish, right? Getting, mm -hmm. getting hooked if you take the bait. Mm -hmm. Right. If you bite the bait. Right. Biting the bait is saying to the toddler class, you have no right. That's biting the bait. Because exactly. the moment I engage in that conversation, I have lost. Absolutely. You know, another one of my innovative <laughs> drawings is the spiral of evolution. Mm -hmm. And after, you know, mineral and then plant and then the insect of animals and then the animals and then the humans, the, the human is divided up into five segments. The embryos. Mm -hmm which is two-thirds of the human race. Mm -hmm. And they're very innocent, mm -hmm. but very influenceable. Yes. Then come the fetals. And just like a fetus in the womb, its only task is to take by whatever means necessary mm -hmm. as much nourishment from the mother to build the strength that it will be requiring to make it through the birthing process. Mm -hmm. The most selfish life form on the planet is the fetus of any species. Mm -hmm. The most self-oriented. Mm -hmm. And then comes the birthing process, which are the natals. Mm -hmm. And they're going through that pressure of just collapsing and, 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 and being suffocated in the birthing process. Mm -hmm. And straining through all their strength to reach into the light coming out of the darkness of the womb into that light of spirit. 
And then they come out into that and they are what I refer to as the dia dianals, mm -hmm. the dianals of the Patanjali's mm -hmm. eight limbs, right? Mm -hmm. And then from the dianals they become the future bearers, the future bearers like us, mm -hmm. the bavishyals, mm -hmm. which means the history of the future. Mm. That which knows the future because it was there, it's their history. Right. That's you and I and many others, my wife and many others, your close relations and many others. Mm. Two-thirds of the world's population is in that first stage. Mm -hmm. One-fifth, 20% is in the second stage, the, the fetals. And the fetals are the ones that are ruling the world. They rule politics, they rule economics, they rule religions, they rule everything. Mm -hmm. And their job is to be aggressive, selfish, manipulative. And what they have found, and it's very, very smart of them, they have found that in democracies, if you manipulate two-thirds of the population, which is in the embryo, embryo stage, you got it all made. And so here we sit as the Bavishyals. Our task is to do exactly what you were saying. Our task is to influence the toddlers with how adorable you are, with love, mm -hmm. so that they're attracted to our, I always say, we need to learn how to make balloon animals. <laughs> so the ones that are giving them the guns, huh? Don't have the power over them because they'll be enchanted and enticed by our balloon animals and they'll drop their guns. Right. And so the game is such an incredible game, but it can't be won by force. It can only be won by what you just said. You said, tell them how adorable they are and then go do what we have to do. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz and my conversation with master spiritual teacher, author, musician, amazing human being, Guru Singh. You can find the second half of this conversation on my Locals page, dannycats.locals.com, where it's available for paid subscribers, or on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash dannycats. Before you navigate over, be sure to hit that subscribe button, share this episode with your nearest and dearest, and we'll see you on the other platforms for part two of my conversation with Guru Singh. Check out my website, dannycats.com. As well, track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.